Hey guys and welcome to today's episode of Give It The Beans Review R. I hope you're well. I thought that uh, it was quite fitting to do another episode of Bodybuilding and Babies. Um, since the last update was 20 episodes ago. That's actually, you know what, I think that's actually a podcast name that someone out there could totally steal and you can literally do a whole a whole show on on bodybuilding babies but I understand that this is kind of perfect timing based on last week's episode something all about steroids and fertility uh, quite a sciencey episode you could say whereas today it's just going to be more a little bit me chatting about what life is like um, in the in the world of bodybuilding um, with with babies um, one that is now currently uh, nine months old it's been crazy the last update I've done was uh, when he was four months old and, and so much has changed in that time um, they grow up so fast and I, mean, I know everyone says it and the one thing is that there'll be people out there listening that don't have kids that are thinking about it and how I describe things and how I speak you'll you'll find it hard to resonate with it until you're actually a parent like it's, it's unbelievable so for example I will happily fuck off training or any plans if the wee man's ill or if he needs me or his mum needs to go somewhere and I need to look after him. Like it it just, you, you can't describe it. Whereas before, when you maybe don't have kids, um, you don't think like that. It's, it's a different sort of thought process. So to give you an example, uh, for those of you that maybe prep and you do shows or a photo shoot, if, um, if it came to show day, or um, a photo shoot day and Caden was uh, ill and we had to look after him or go to the hospital or whatever, I would completely sack off that show and um, that photo shoot and I wouldn't give two hoots about doing that. Whereas if you don't have kids and you're still in the, the sort of the bodybuilding bubble where, you know, it's it's a selfish bubble, isn't it? Um, you would never dream there'd be, you know, like you would do that show regardless of whatever happens. But um that's just the, the, the difference in, in thought process and until you have them, uh, have kids, it's, um, it's it's hard to really describe. But what's changed from last time you might think because last time I did an episode on this, um, the wee man was going through what's called a, a four month sleep regression. And guys, if you don't know about this, because nobody Nobody fucking tells you about this. <laughs> Women can be aware, but uh, us guys can't. Uh, when babies are born, they have two sleep cycles, which is just pretty much um, light and deep, or you could say REM and deep or whatever. Um, and you, a newborn baby, if, when they're asleep, you just can't wake them because they're in such a deep sleep. However, around the four-month marker, they hit a sleep regression where their sleep changes to the natural sort of um, four different parts like us, like us have, like us adults have. But the problem is, sleep cycles roughly four or five minutes, and babies that young sometimes don't know how to put themselves to sleep, which we hadn't taught them how to do that. So what they find is as they enter like light sleep, they, they naturally wake up and they don't know how to put themselves back to sleep and they can't make it into the next sleep cycle. Um, that sounds like a bit, bit mouthful, but what it means, guys, is that uh, they wake up <laughs> every four or five minutes hour at that point and it is uh, so hard uh, and when in regards to your sleep but it's amazing how you get on with it and you function like of course I'm a, I'm an assisted bodybuilder I take take anabolic steroids and I still found although I was fucked on lack of sleep like 
the the drugs and the food still allowed me to progress in the gym like easily I, I felt horrendous driving a training entire but when you're in in the gym and you're in those sort of moments and you the adrenaline's flowing you, you still hit pbs so right so if anyone's coming at me and saying ah i was just so tired i couldn't do it like i'm like well i get you but you probably just don't want it bad enough and i know that sounds bad but i'm not saying it as in like you don't want it bad enough as in like oh you don't want to win or do that i'm just saying like i just fucking love bodybuilding right and i love progression i hate stagnation so for me i was still able to do that now what we done um was we actually sleep trained him which is is actually a thing by the way <laughs> if you google it um, where you teach babies how to fall asleep. Now, what it meant was it was a very, very rough couple of weeks, very, very rough, uh, by which we had to, every time he woke up, we could go through to his room and, um, you know, sit beside him. We could talk to him, uh, sing to him, sort of like, you know, rub his head and, and, and pat, his, pat his chest and whatnot, just try and soothe him, but we couldn't pick him up. That was the, that was the rule from our, we actually hired someone for this, by the way, a sleep consultant and that was the rule and we just had to wait until he fell asleep so me and my wife took it in shifts we did uh, 10 minutes at a time and guys like there was there was times where throughout the night he was awake for in total about three and a half hours like so disturbed and the minute he goes to sleep that doesn't mean as an adult you go straight back to sleep right because I guess we had this like just constant fear of oh well he's going to be up in an hour anyway but what I'll say is if you're going through it right it it's totally seems like there's no end but it, it does get better um just when you're living it it's really really hard because what we had done is we had a we had given him this sort of sleep association of being rocked to sleep we used to pick him up and send him and rock him to sleep so that was his method of how he fell asleep so then when we started putting him down he was like he was crying because he was tired but he, that's all he knew he didn't know that's how you go to sleep on his own so anyway long story short we're we're way past that now, way way past that. Um, and what what, you're, what we find, bar the odd one one or two nights, he sleeps very very well. So he'll still get up once a night to feed. At this current moment, his mum is uh, still feeding him once throughout the night because babies usually still get a feed throughout the night for for a while, uh, usually for their first year at least. Some people will argue and maybe say not, but you know every baby's different. But usually. They'll still get one feed during the night. So let's say he'll go down at about half six, probably more sort of quarter to seven, um, and he'll sleep all the way through to maybe 12 or one. Wake up, mum feeds him, usually we'll go back to sleep and he'll wake up at five. Anywhere between five and half past, which is kind of my natural alarm clock, right? Because then I usually start checkings at maybe half past six, so it allows me time to like get up, shower, breakfast, etc., etc. But see on those bad nights, um, on the on the nights where he, he does decide to stay up for a couple of hours, or it's just whether it's been so warm when he wakes up, sometimes he is awake for a while because he just he can't get himself back to sleep because it's just too warm. And um, with the weather, it's what it's been like at the moment. Uh, it's rough. Like uh, this is a Tuesday, um, and it was last night. He was up for two hours. Uh, me and his mum still taking it in turns. He he'd been fed, but was still awake. Um, but yeah, so it was uh, it was rough, but again, I still went in today with legs and managed to PB. I was tired before the session, but when I'm in the session, it's, it's absolutely fine. So if you're out there sort of like worrying as a guy, like will the lack of sleep affect your, your strength in your sessions? I would say no, um, even in the early days and all the way up to now where we're at, at nine months. 
Um, I, I can't um, speak for, 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 the, for the girls, for the females, um, mostly because, as you'll know from the previous episode, my, my wife is, uh, is pregnant again, um, so she kind of got back to the gym for a couple of months and then um, you know has, has had to back off the gas. And If you're out there um, and you are perhaps a competitor, a female, and you're thinking about having children, you just have to accept there'll be a period of time during your pregnancy that obviously you won't be able to train quite as hard, particularly after trimester one, um, and then recovery as well uh, after after you have the wee one will be will be different, and it'll take again maybe sort of three months perhaps to get back to feeling okay before you can go hard. But then again, I think your priorities change. Um, I know mine do. Uh, if you didn't li- you didn't listen to the last episode. Uh, you'll you'll know that, or if you didn't, sorry, then an update is that I have dropped to four days training and I've been doing that now since the last week of December in 2021. So that's been a good uh, almost eight months now. Um, and he's he's nine months. So uh, it was very, very kind of, kind of quick after he was born and you just I just wanted to spend more time with him. Um, and again, if you've not had, if you don't have kids, it's, it's hard to relate to that. But if I'm if I'm not around at the weekend, then I miss him. And even even when you're at the gym, because the weekends that's where I can have him or can spend time with him and his mum from from early doors. You know, it's it's we wake up at six in the morning. I don't need to get on the laptop. Maybe I do. You know, I've got some clients prepping, um, and some of them are checking daily at the moment because they're competing this weekend. But for the most part, I'm not spending three four hours. And then going away to the gym, you know, I'm, I'm having the weekend off. I can be in the moment, and it's um, it's great. It's it's brilliant. It's again, it's so hard to to describe um, the love that you'll feel for 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 your either children or your your future children. Um, but it's certainly, I think, the continual um, reprioritization of of what matters most to you, like it continues to change. Um, particularly um, <laughs> for me now that we've got. Another one on the way. Um, it's kind of like for like looking forward and thinking like right, everything we do needs to be um, needs to be around the kids. Um, and we you know we we had thought about moving house, and we had looked into it literally. We had a, a we went on a call with a mortgage advisor, looking houses planned all out, and then a few days later found out boom pregnant again. We thought right, let's sack that all off and let's just wait and save so that when we do move, it's like more of a it's a forever home and it's in a good area with good schools and blah 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 and you know when we bought our original house we didn't think of anything like that we bought it thinking right that's a nice area <laughs> and it's not far away from from the city centre where the gym is um, and it's uh, yeah it, it changes you um, as I said I'll happily fuck anything off um, for for him uh, and I guess the, the only one thing it does certainly change is it just makes getting to shows uh, a little bit harder. Actually, getting there is fine. Like you know, obviously, you can get a train, drive, car, fly, whatever it is. But it's the actual, uh, it's it's the actual time away because the quality of time I'll get with them will be the weekend. So then when I'm away and I'm working at shows and whatnot, um, I miss them. I miss my wife and, or you know, in the future it'll be our you know our, our second child, child, child that we don't know the we don't know if it's a boy or a girl yet. But um, yeah, it is it is very hard. But at the same time, you have to find that balance because I'm an online coach, a prep coach, trying to build a brand, build a business, grow, um, take on more clients, uh, get achieve good results, um, uh, and and you got to be present at shows to 
to, to for that to happen. You have to be seen to be present. And I want to go. You know, athlete, the athletes uh, they involve they involve. That's not the right word. One uh, your athletes invest so much time in you, and, and I do as well. That we prepare for so long that you want to you want to be there for their big day now. I always hold my hands up and say to clients, look, based in Scotland, if you're doing three shows and they're all down south, I'm not going to make it every single one, but I will endeavour to do whatever I can to get there for at least one of them. So what I'll tend to do, and some of you already know this, is pick a show and I'll try and put all my clients that are competing that month in that show just so that I can kind of like... Not kill two birds with one stone. That's not the right analogy, but just it means that then I'm like, like, I'm not like, right, okay, well, I need to go to there that that weekend, there that weekend. So like, right, okay, you guys are competing those weekends, but I'm going to be there that one. So then I still see my athletes, and it's big for them as well, for their coach to be there. They're so much less stressed, um, and it's natural for athletes to want to, uh, you know, to want to make their coach proud. Um, I say, my athletes, you you make me proud anyway, um, before you step on stage. But it's it's cool to be there. And to be part of those moments that are so special um, when perhaps maybe they get a placing or um, a result or whatever it is, or it's their first time, maybe they don't place, but it's their first time and they just, you know, they're full of emotion and joy um, to, to just be there and be part of that. And they'll, they appreciate that to the, to the hills and back. So I guess like it makes it harder if you, if you're out there and you're thinking, right, well, I'm going to go to every single one of my client shows, even if I have kids, I'll tell you right now, no, you're, no, you're fucking not. And that's not a bad thing. People, your clients will understand. You know, if, if you don't have any children and you say that and then you don't go, people go, like, right, well, look, you fucking said what's going on. But the minute you have kids, as I said, everything changes. Your whole day revolves around them. Um, mine's, I suppose, at the weekends do, uh, throughout the week, Monday to Fridays. Um, maybe not so much. Uh, my wife's amazing. She's brilliant. She looks after him from throughout the day. And, I'll, I'll do my bit later on in the afternoon uh, till his bedtime, do his bath time, put him down and whatnot. And it's, um, yeah, it's just uh, it's just amazing is, is the only thing I could say. So the big difference really is the sleep, but also he is crawling and he is walking, which is, and not walking like unassisted, he holds on to us, but he can crawl at an absolute rate of knots and it's awesome to see, but you have to just watch him so much because he's in and about everything. Um, so you can't leave your protein shaker about, <laughs> you know what I mean? You can't leave a gym bag on the floor or whatever because he's, he's in and about it. Um, but it's awesome to see, like it's awesome to see a human being develop because you can kind of see how, how smart he is in problem solving. Like if there's something in his way, he'll crawl around it, find a way to pick something up, pull himself up, whatever it is. But it's also like, it's hard to describe it. He can't talk. But like when I speak to him, I can tell he he's under, he understands what I'm saying. Not all the time, but with some words and some phrases and sentences, he knows exactly what I'm saying. And sometimes he's a little shit and <laughs> doesn't doesn't do as he's told, or you know, just does the complete opposite of what we're saying. But um, it's amazing to see that development, and it's also amazing to see like when he was younger, he was a very serious baby, and you would you would not get a smile out of it if, out of him. Uh, unless it was his mummy or daddy whereas now he is so much more smiley at anyone because when you're out and about right people want to like they're drawn to a baby right and they want to like make him smile or giggle or whatever um, and that became so apart when we went to London uh, a couple weekends ago 
uh, to see the F1, the Formula One, and um, it was it was a total nightmare getting there. Right, you know, for a one-hour flight to London, it took all day. Got to the airport at six thirty. Got to the hotel in London at ten o'clock at night. Nightmare. But anyway, what was amazing is as we're standing in the queue at the airport and we're at the F1 and things like that, the amount of people that just sort of like come up and and try and make him smile and whatnot, and he was giving him smiles back and giggling like whilst we're on the underground in the tube, um, and that's kind of cool because I guess like. <laughs> Earlier on, when he's four months old, he's just like looking at people, raging, or just like looking at them like, "Who the fuck are you?" And uh, we're like, "Oh, he's just shy," you know. Whereas now, uh, so I mean, we were on the bus to the F one, and this lady from across the across the row was playing peekaboo with him, and that's one of his favourite things. Um, and he was just giggling his head off, which was which was awesome. Um, but it was a, regardless of it being a a pretty hard trip. It was still great to be away as a family, um, great to get out of Dundee, for those of you who don't know, Dundee is a, a fairly small town in Scotland, it's not a town, it's a city, that's a complete lie, but it's a smaller city, um, but you know what, I fucking love Dundee, I always love coming home, for those people that say they hate Dundee, uh, I don't know why, because I've always loved it, I've always been drawn to it, and I've always wanted to raise a family here, my dad said to me as when I was a younger, younger guy to, to get out of Dundee because there's nothing here for you, and Actually, you know, there's everything here for me, um, and that includes my my family that, that we're now raising. But that kind of takes me on to uh, the point of well, there's, there's number two on the way, right? So, of course, the uh, <laughs> it wasn't planned, but hey, it's happened, and um, they're going to be so close in age. So, Caden will be about a year and three months by the time the next one is born, which two kids under two. Um, if you are a parent, you'll know how mental that is uh, to manage because they're just they're so dependent upon their mother, myself, for, for we're their caregivers. Um, so I, I can guarantee that next year uh, things will be a little bit harder and things might change. Um, so already, uh, for, if you don't know already, don't follow me on Instagram, I, I said I said a few months ago uh, that I wasn't going to compete next year. Uh, well, you now know why, <laughs> right? Because uh, our, our next baby is due in January and um, a couple of reasons why. Well, number one, uh, I, I want to have some time off. But I want to want to be a good dad as well. I want to support my wife. Last year I prepped, um, and she was pregnant for a lot of that, and I could tell at the end she was struggling. So this time around, I'm just she needs me, you know, because when I'm prepping, I'm a bit of a you know, hollow robot and emotionless, and I'm at myself and don't speak, uh, like many people are when they prep. But I want to be there. I want to be present in the moment um, and be supportive. Uh, the good thing is, it's the the baby's due at a time that is quite quiet with shows. No shows really kind of go on in December, January time, uh, unless they're abroad and they're IFBBs and whatnot. But for the most part, that's like the off season, like kind of December, January, February, um, and then they pick back up in March. So it'll be a time where I won't have as much work, so I can just be around, and spend more time with the little one, because um, I know that April next year is a very busy competitive season for the brand, and I've currently got schedule about eight athletes for like one or two of the shows in the Scottish season next next year which would be absolutely fucking class to be part of so that being said as well I want to then focus on all my clients um, but then it means that I can come to these shows be present in the moment not have to worry about my nutrition because I'm just there I'm present I focus on my clients I'm you know on the show day you fuck as a coach you don't eat much um because you're supporting your athletes and you kind of forget to eat as well. Whereas if I was like still being like, oh, I'm, I'm on prep and I'm, you know, I'm being fucking lasered in on the bodybuilding on the weekends, like it would detract my, 
it detracts from what I'm doing what and the coach I want to be at the weekend. So I was like, fuck it. Next year, about family. It's about coaching and just trying to push things to the next level. Um, so for me, and there'll, there'll be that time pe- interim period where... Um, away from stage because I dieted down for three years but also it's just it's going to be even harder <laughs> isn't it um, with with two little ones to to, to get to as many shows and I'll be I'll be at all the majority of the Scottish ones because Dundee is kind of in the middle of Aberdeen, Glasgow Motherwell, Edinburgh where all these shows kind of are um, they'll just be the ones that are further afield down south the ones I need to fly from Edinburgh to Heathrow for or travel in the car you know five six hours uh, but you know I'll get there as I said it's, it's just a case of um being selective with certain shows and putting athletes in uh, because it's just hard to describe. Like I already know that next month um, I'm away two weekends in a row. Um, I've got a client competing on a Saturday and I'm driving two hours north um, on the way home, seeing a client compete the Sunday. And then the Saturday after that, um, directly, three clients competing in a show in London. So uh, I'm going and it's, uh, yeah, already I feel a bit sad because um, I know I won't see him as much over that weekend, and yeah, that makes me sound like a a big a big Nancy girl, doesn't it? A big sissy girl. But hey, I'll happily say I'm I'm the biggest sissy girl out there, um, because when you when you are a father or a mother, um, you know when you're a parent, uh, the love you have for your children is it's it's just it's a different kind kind of love, and it's hard to hard to describe. But you know that's maybe enough soppy bollocks for for one for one episode, isn't it? Um, as I said, it's um, it's at a point now of the year where it's been kind of quiet with with shows. We had um, had a bikini girl compete a, a few weeks ago, and she had success, and that was amazing. Um, I've got a physique guy, first timer, going going to the WNBF this uh, this weekend. I'm not going to be there that one, um, unfortunately, but I will see him compete next month on the way home from a different client show, and that's the thing, right? You know, I could make one, but I can make the other. Which is fine. So I'm excited about that, and then again, there's a, there's like a little bit of a lull um, until mid-August, and then again things ramp up, um, and then after that, it's like someone is going like every weekend from then up until October, and it reminds me of last year because this was the same. Like honestly, when the wee man was young, he was born October thirteenth, but just before that, and in that first month he was born someone competed every single weekend and I still have a, quite a vivid memory of like for example there was one one where Chris uh, Rendell, um, I'm sure you won't mind me saying his name, was competing in uh, Las Vegas in the World's uh, Men's Physique WMBF and um, I had to stay up on the couch um, so Ronan the Wheel went to bed, I stayed up, I had a little bit of a nap we set an alarm time, checked in you know, back and forth. I think I ended up going to bed about half twelve um, at night, and then when I got to bed, he phoned me, so I chatted to him <laughs> in my office for forty five minutes, and eventually got to bed at one fifteen. And when I went to bed, Rona was up, looking after the wee man, you know, feeding him and whatnot. Um, other other times, um, like Clara competed about four weeks on the bounce. Um, uh, we would be like, her family would be round. Because um, that's what happens when you have we want your family always want to come round. Uh, I'd have to I'd be like look I need to go upstairs and do this checking, um, or we'd be out and about, um, and I need to like go like you know go ten steps over there just go on my phone and do do the checking and, and that's just kind of part of it. Like, if you're a coach out there and you're thinking like how will you manage uh, coaching with with little ones and kind of doing family stuff at the weekends, you will manage fine because uh, the end of the day it is your job. It's the 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 thing that is bringing 
the income uh, to support your family. Uh, so you make it work, but it all, it all comes from having a, an understanding partner. And that's where I can't give my uh, wife enough credit. You know, if I, if I need to uh, do check-ins at any time or whatnot, particularly weekends, she's dead sim, takes them. Um, if I need to go to shows, what not she she understands because you know everything I'm doing is to help build a business and a brand that helps support my family and that's my my big driver that's my big why the thing that keeps me going of course like I love bodybuilding and I am still bodybuilding myself albeit maybe a little bit slower like if you look at the one of my training partners Chris Bain that I train with on a Tuesday like his progress this year has been phenomenal it's been insane at how much stronger he's gotten than me but the thing is I'm still getting stronger, just <laughs> just not quite as quick as he is. Um, now, of course, I'm not comparing, but you know we were roughly the same post show last year. In fact, I was a bit stronger, and then all of a sudden, um, he's just his progress is flowing. But you know he has an ability to eat his food at the times he wants, has no kids um, and whatnot. And things are just a little bit different. You know his goals are are very high, um, winning overall, wanting to win overalls, class twos, Britishes or European world shows um, whereas mine is just you know get a little bit bigger because I fucking love it um, but it's, it's just it's amazing to still be able to, to bodybuild you know um, and, and have can have kids and whatnot um, it's, it's it's awesome so yeah guys listen I think I've rambled on enough um, I, I actually had a lot of messages last week about um, the steroids and fertility um, which was was cool and if you want to chat a bit more in depth about it, please do reach out. Uh, remember that there's an option if you want to book a, an educational call, chat a bit more about in depth. Uh, you can book that. It's uh, available on, just click Instagram and you can book an educational call. But for those of you that are looking to perhaps compete, um, please do get in touch. Myself and the team are taking on board clients. You know, it's, it's a funny time in the industry right now. It's, uh, it's quite slow, I would say. Um, particularly more likely due to the cost of, of living um, you know fuel prices energy prices and whatnot going up but yeah what's interesting is this is probably like the lowest my client base has been since pre-covid which is which is incredible right because it dropped during covid in that first month it picked back up and then it held and it's always held roughly the same the same way but I, I've got I think it's 13 clients less than I've, I had pre-covid which is just insane but hey the level of results that we're producing are our top drawer they're, they're, they're much better than they were then they get better all the time the level of athletes that we're bringing on board is the caliber is getting better and um, so i'm not one to complain but it's just if you're a coach out there and you're listening and you're wondering you're struggling um to pick up and wondering why listen the old industry is is uh, is a bit slow at the moment i uh, i speak with many of the top coaches and uh, in the industry, and they all say the same. Um, so it's just about continuing to to do what you do, producing value, producing results, um, and it'll come. Things will change. Uh, I promise you. Well, I've seen, I've been around for that for long enough to, to see things like this happen, um, and to know there's always, you know, if there's a down, there's an up. So, yeah, we are. There's plenty of space if you want to come on board. And, and uh, as I said, the difference between us and any other brands, or myself and other brand, is that we just give a fuck. You know, I've got a new new client coming on board. It's transferred over, um, and she's about six weeks out. And um, when she described her experience, I, just, I get really fucked off because I genuinely love what I do. So when I hear someone's had a bad experience of um, of coaching, uh, I, I get frustrated because this truly is my passion. Um, and I honestly couldn't think of doing anything else. So, yeah, if you are thinking about coming on board, please do 
drop me a message and we'll get you set up. If not, guys, hope you have a, a great day. And wherever you are, whatever you do, give it the beans. <laughs>